When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Yeah! Football! Yeah! You know what the biggest story of the week was? And that Vikings 49ers game, which we're going to break it all down. Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip. We got a bunch of film to watch here. The biggest mistake on Monday was not made by Brock Purdy. It was not made by Greg Joseph missing kicks. It was made by the rhino, Alex Boone, not going to that game with his, his, the San Francisco 49ers, a team you started a Super Bowl with. The Vikings, you love the Vikings so much, you planted roots in Minnesota. I know, I wasn't thinking. And you, I really and you, like, you texted the next day, you're like, why didn't I go to that game? I love these teams. These are my teams. Like, I don't know, dude. I was talking to, was talking to uh, people on the admis- administrative side on both sides, and I was like, why am I not at this fucking game right now? Yeah. And they're like, seriously, why are you not here with your kid? I was like, I'm an idiot. Like, we, and you know what it is? It's the hockey schedule has gotten so out of control. And then I was already like, well, we got hockey all night. And then I was like, well, hockey in the morning, too, is going to be crazy. And so I wasn't even thinking about a game. And I'm like, plus, everybody knows I don't do good well with big crowds. Okay? Big crowds. I start to feel encapsulated, and I start to freak out a little bit. I mean, it's just hmm, not why good. Is it, for let's unpack why that. Is that? No, you know, I just, why? Dude, I'm telling you, MRI machines, crowds carnivals i'm just not a fan okay Carnival. i don't like when people well, no in. you're right on carnivals. you know what it is you know? they bump into you and they act like it's your fault like lady i'm the size of this building next to me and you have the audacity to jump into my space and be like it's your fault i'm like i'm just on a straight line the you and judd are the same person apparently so the wait but the interesting thing is you played guard so if you can hit people in a crowd you're fine 
Like, look, be, no, because I can't you... touch anybody. Judd, that's the problem. Is if I touch anybody, I'm in massive trouble. Like, if I even knock over and uh, somebody on accident, it turns into a big, like, oh, my God, did you see the way he hit him? Oh, my God. Like, dude, I was playing. We did uh, co-ed softball two summers ago. I'm at home. I'm playing pitcher. I had to go cover home. This guy's running home. I didn't even see him. I catch the ball. He runs into me and bounces off into the <laughs> fence. Football. Hit the fence. Everybody's first reaction is, did you see him hit that guy? And I was like, I didn't even know I hit him. I didn't even know. That's why I just avoid big crowds. I don't want to... I don't, I'm just not here to hurt anybody anymore. So you're worried about litigation, it sounds like, mostly. Exactly. You, you don't want to get sued. Okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, like, are airports a problem for you, Boone? No, like they're air, great. No? Because you know everybody minds okay. themselves in an airport. Nobody's here to talk. We are here to get on a plane. <laughs> We're here to go somewhere. I'm here to get coffee, then go somewhere. People yeah. literally look up at you like, don't look at me. You're like, yes, this is my So spot. wait a second, though. If you had gone to the to the game, like it's not like you're there to bump in to, to people. Like there shouldn't be much contact. So what's the concern about the crowd at the game? Oh, you know, walking in, walking out. It's just it always gets so painful. Concourses, chicken, chicken wings. I'm just not a fan of it. I I'm sorry. I'm a large human being, and I just like my space it, at all times. People probably stare at you because you're like six foot seven. Constantly. You know. Do you play basketball? No. <laughs> <laughs> you played football. Why? Why didn't you play basketball? What's wrong with you? You should have played basketball. You know, you probably could have. You probably could have had a career in basketball. They Thanks. see me I limping 10 out. Years and they're like, "What's wrong with you? <laughs> what happened to your knees? Why are they oh. so small? Why are they touching? Um, oh my god! We're gonna break down a lot of good stuff from that Vikings offensive By the way, performance. Is this is this really how excited everybody is after that game? I mean, I, you guys, Dude. or is this just because it's Wednesday? It's died down a little bit. No, well, people people have gone, and and this is where I think some of the there's there's been some tug of war with the fan base of oh, they yeah. were they were staring at two and five going into that game, mm-hmm. and we as a show that sometimes we have to re-explain this we explore all angles here. This is Purple oh. Daily. This is a daily show, three hundred sixty five days a year. There might be a day where we talk about hey, if they go two and five, these are some players they might start trading, and then the next day we might say okay, but before they get to two and five, could they still get to nine wins? Right. But now that they have gotten back to three and four and they looked that good beating maybe the best team in the NFL, I feel like the fan base, it feels like, I mean, Kevin O'Connell has never lost this locker room, but it does feel like a breath of, wow, okay, season's back on here, Green Bay coming up. Is that, where are you at with this? Like, is it? You know where I stand, Mac. I'm never a tanker. I'm never going to be like, guys, I'm not giving you everything I have. And at the same point, I feel your pain. Because I'm so sick of the fans. You're like, see, I told you. And you're like, dude, finally. They won the turnover battle. It is one game. Yeah, yeah. Finally. Right. They did it right. It only took till week seven. Right? It's okay. A lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah. They're called doctors. doctors. (laughs) But that's my point. I'm with you on that. And that's what annoys me is how everyone's like, see, I knew they were good. And it's like, no, listen, they did something good. They finally won a game the right way. They went out and they demolished another team. And a team that was really riding super high. And no matter what anyone says about that Cleveland game, that team really thought they were the be-all, end-all. Not to say that they weren't, right? Like, they're a good team. When you throw the ball 45 times and you don't give up a sack and you just come out here and just keep throwing these dimes – then all of a sudden, everybody goes, finally, it's clicking. 
Finally, we can turn this on and not want to turn it off. That's the whole goal. I want to sit here and watch a competitive game. And when you go toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the NFC, dude, all right, we're back on, right? Now, hard part, hard part, you got to do it again. You got to do it for 11 more weeks almost. Like, you got to continuously keep building on this. And once you do, the narrative changes. The narrative on this show should always be the truth. And that's why I love this show. Because when you play like shit, we're going to tell you. You look garbage. We're paying $12 for a beer and I got to watch this? This is garbage. I was with the fans when we were losing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we'll fix it, and that's why. Because I know how much goes into these games. But at the same time, when you come out and play a good game, people can finally say, hey, they played good football. They didn't turn the ball over as much as they should have, which they did, but at the same time, they came back from that. And that's what I appreciate, too, was the fact that after that turnover, they still were like, no, 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 this is our house. This is our game. You need to come show us. What I So I, I think what people don't like, too, and it's incredibly important to me is, okay, you were playing, like, statistically, you were playing fine before, but to your point, you were shooting yourself in the foot, making stupid mistakes, which is mm-hmm. what makes you a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Well, you just came out and showed something on Monday that we hadn't seen. My standard now is not only do that again, do it at that level again. Correct. Continue. If this is you, one game does not make you. What makes you is a body of work. And where fans, I think, get frustrated with us and me in particular is my immediate thought is, if you don't show me this again, I'm going to be more frustrated, more pissed off than I was previously, because now you're not being truthful to who you are. And and here's the last thing I think that's incredibly important is going into Monday's game. OK, the Vikings are a good team. They proved that on Monday. San Francisco is a really good team. Yep. San Francisco was favored by a touchdown in the Viking stadium. And really, if you look at it, up to the quarterback, and this is incredibly important, Booney, up to the quarterback, you know what? The pressure was on San Francisco. The Vikings said, all right, let's show them. Well, you did. Well, now the pressure, hopefully it's going to reverse back onto you. Can you continue to do this? And look, Kirk Cousins has had some really good games because he's really talented when the pressure is elsewhere. He doesn't feel, he didn't feel it Monday because everyone thought the Niners were the be-all end all so can you keep this up and that's what o'connell i think has to deal with as well we can't let up now too many mistakes were made previously but you said it the only way we let up is when we're not putting out the best effort that looked like a competitive team that looked like a team that was like no we're not going to let you come in here and punch us in the mouth no we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot we talked about it yesterday in our show a lot of their thought going in was we're going to play cover one and we're going to get pressure we're going to go man-to-man. You know what? Because we're going to get pressure on Kirk. We're going to rattle him. We're going to start him. But once you don't, that's why all these big plays start happening. Is because once I catch the ball, I just have to make one guy miss and I'm gone. And then all of a sudden, it's who's the next safety to find me? That's why, to me, it was fun. The Niners came in and said, we're going to try to impose our will. We're going to play our game. And the Vikings were like, hold up. You forgot. We were just kind of slacking a little bit the last couple of weeks. But now we're fully revved up and ready to roll. Monday night, what better stars? What better show? Here we go. Hey, do you think, by the way, uh, uh, the show that you're talking about, O-Line Committee, Alex, mm. Jeremiah Cyril. I even O-line picked the Bengals to win this week, remember? Dude, you're, uh, I think your radar is honed. I really do. I'm, I think I'm you're gonna, dialed in right now. I'm, I'm two games out of the lead. It's okay. <laughs> but that's my whole point is I think the Vikings actually, what they did was turn the script on the Niners. They were kind of like, you know what, guys? Yep. Here's the game plan to beat them. All you have to do is quick, everybody sit down, grab a pen, ready? you got to come out and beat someone's ass. 
And if you just do that 65 times, look how many yards we can produce. What was it, 400 yards in the air against a team that was just going all over the place on people? On Monday night when everybody was like, Kirk can't do it. Finally, the team goes, you know what, we're here. And that's why I want to give huge credit to Brian Flores. That defense was phenomenal. And I'm, Hey, I by the way, three, three safeties on the field the entire game. It's the new Every trend, snap. It's the new thing, and I love it. And I love the fact that he is over here like, are we blitzing? Are we not blitzing? Now it's starting to make sense. Early on in the year, people are like, what's going on? What are you doing? Well, now when you have a body of work, people have to look at a ton of it. And they go, what's real? What's not real? And in the moment, it's extremely hard to tell what's real and what's not real when someone's starting to feel their rhythm because they start to get this groove of, there's eight up. They could all be coming. Hell, they could all be dropping. I don't know, dude. Like You just start panicking in your mind. And we broke some of it down on the Vikings side of how well they were pass blocking against five-man rushes, six-man rushes. C.J. Ham put Fred Warner on his ass and demolished him. I mean, finally, you have a team that shows up and says, I'm not going to allow this nonsense anymore. C.J. Ham, good for you. Hey, the Vikings offensive line, We, I feel like we, the royal we, like we on the show, the fan base, it's been a problem. We've been complaining about it for years. And it's mm-hmm. like they, they've – I feel like they haven't had multi-year guard stability. <clears throat> and this is like the first year they've had just back-to-back the same starting guards. Yeah. Cleveland's injured since before you played for the – like they've been searching yep. for it for 10 years. Is the Vikings offensive line good now? I think that they are playing at an elite level. And I'm not even lying to you. I actually just text Coach Cooper to be like, dude, your boys are playing at such a great level. And it, and it all starts with Derisaw. Would you watch the way that he can go out there and just one-on-one block people? It makes life easy for everyone. And at the same time, Brian O'Neill. How many plays did we break down yesterday where we were talking about Derisaw's athletic ability to come stop a bull rush completely – not blow out his knees and still keep his balance. And then at the same time, here we are with Brian O'Neill going one-on-one with Nick Bosa, the best of the best. And he just two-hand punched him and was like, that's it? That's all you got, bro? Like, when they start to play at this level, the guys on the interior can feel the confidence of them. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, hey, the three of us, as long as we stay together, those two are going to be fine. And as long as you continue to play like that, Kirk's going to be fine back there. And you have guys stepping up, which is another huge thing. Powell, K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison having a massive game, finally just showing up like, no, dude, this is my ball, not your ball anymore. Give it to me. (laughs) Just the way that they're showing up without J.J. is huge. T.J. Hawkinson. And at one point, Hawk and Jordan Addison were out of the game, and they were still moving the ball. It's like, dude, this is finally how a team works. When one guy goes down, another guy must step up. And when you do that, you never miss a beat, and now you can continue growing on these. Yes, they yes. imposed their will, which against that team is impressive because yeah. that 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 team wants to kick your ass. The other thing that that has been uh, discussed quite a bit since that that game, and this has always been o- overlooked, but if you can do it well, it's absolutely massive. Was the amount? What was the game plan that included chip blocks? Oh, so like that is, uh, and, and I love chip blocks. Nacho oh, chip, you used to get out there you, and hear uh, Nacho. Uh, Talk dirty to me, baby. Dude, that's exactly you, what it was. You'd go you in release. motion. They'd go Talk. in motion, and they'd be and like, hey, release. Dorito, Dorito. And you would be like, somebody's going to get cracked. And it's, But Poor it's ball. awesome. And that's KOC stepping up his game. Okay, guys, yep. how are we going to combat this? Their pass rush is fierce. If we can slow down just one guy at a time, we're going to be fine. 
Hats off to you, KOC. Finally. And this is what I'm saying. You're hitting on all cylinders. And now everyone can go, see, I knew it was there. They were just messing around for six weeks. But this is what we've been talking about. So, so fans get frustrated because we aren't we aren't perceived to, to be um, with the team, right? We're not on. You know, when things aren't good, if you're not with the team, when things aren't good. But what you just said is exactly not as knowledgeably, obviously, as what we've been talking about. Which KOC up until up until Monday was not having a great year himself. No. And that game on Monday was brilliantly called. And I don't know if it's because Jefferson's out, he got more creative, but the chip blocks, like this is this is where fans should actually be on our side because we get frustrated when they're not maximizing their talents. Yes. They did on Monday. And yes. and I gotta think that the locker room, Booney, feels the same way as our show does. Yeah. Which is it's about time we got our act together as a whole. I'm telling you right now, the conversations that we've had on this show were had in the locker room several times a day. There's a lot of conversations where you're sitting in your locker and all of a sudden someone sits down and you're like, I don't want to talk to this person because it's going to be that a conversation. Why are we being so vanilla? I don't know, dude. I'm not the OC. Leave me yeah. alone. Go away. <laughs> Why can't we just be creative? I don't know. Leave me alone. Right? And it's the same thing. But the minute you do hit the locker room, it's like, yo, yo. Did you see that? Did you see that play? Oh, my God. It's, it gets everybody excited. And at the same time, and I'm with you, I don't think KOC has ever lost this locker room. I think it just puts a lot more faith back into him. It's like, hey, there it is. He knows what he's doing. We don't have JJ right now, so we need to be competitive. At the same time, we need guys to show up. And I, I will say this, the last thing about KOC, I love the fact that he's finally started to look like he has some passion. A couple of weeks ago, flag on the ground, he's just like, hey, Guy took his helmet off. What? We're not going to call that? This game, he's over there going crazy on people, screaming. That's what I want to see. That, to me, is what this team needs. They need you to start becoming that guy. It'll rub off on them, and then you don't have to be so that. It's kind of like the Robert Sala. Sala used to be a psycho. Psychopath. Still is a little bit. But at the same time, now the team has kind of embodied that for him. So he doesn't have to be the one jumping around going, he's going to sit back and be like, dude, I don't like that. That looks like shit. And the guys are like going crazy on each other. Or he's like, I love it. And they're like, yeah, that's yeah. what you want. You want that to rub off on the team. Dude, let's uh, let's waste no more time. Let's let's get Come into on it now. here. Hit presented, let's break down the film here presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So, uh, uh, so I know stats are stupid. So I'm going to bring you a stats are stupid number here. The Vikings, according to ESPN.com's pass block win rate as a team, are uh, just on the outside of the top five pass blocking units in the NFL. Mm. So in terms of just giving Kirk Cousins two and a half seconds or more to throw the football, Federated is pretty much like that for your business. It's like having a great, except they're number one. It's like having a great offensive line. They've been around since 1904, a ton of legacy experience and knowledge about how to help elevate your business. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect Question. yours. Yeah. Do answer. you know the top five teams? Yeah. I wonder um, if I can rattle them off. If you can, I mean, they're, I'm looking at an alphabetical list and I can find, uh, I got number one. Yeah, I got, I got them all. It's number one, Philly. Philly is four. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's going to be like a Philly. Philly's Niners, in the five. Just give Browns. me the fives. Philly, Niners, Browns, Miami. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Browns, Browns are in. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, Niners are, Niners are not. Niners are actually below average uh, oh, pass really? blocking, according to this. Yeah. Well, after that last game. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wear gear anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm blocking here anymore. <laughs> I'm saying. 
Uh, the Chiefs are number one. Oh, the, the Packers are number two. Ooh. So it is it just all Jordan Love is trash. I got it. I got it. I got you. It's going to be yeah. a great game this week. By the way, looking at four and four down the pipe. Uh, the Raiders are somehow fifth, so that's not, not a very good sign for them either. Apparently. See, stats are stupid. Stats yeah, can be stupid. Um, and then uh, here's another stat for you. People lose a lot of weight, like dozens of pounds potentially, through yeah. our friends at Livia, Judd. Tell the oh, they, they, they do indeed. In fact, I've been telling you about uh, Steve, who sent me a note about a year and a half ago, said, should I join the program? Steve. I want to lose substantial yep. weight. I said, Steve, yes, you absolutely should. And guess what? See, Sports Dad there, he lost... 40 pounds, but Steve lost almost 100 pounds, 98 pounds. He is almost to his goal. In fact, I think he's one pound away, and that is because Livia Weight uh, weight Control Centers works, and guys, it works for you. So this is the thing. If you're looking to drop those pounds, get back into those clothes that don't fit now. It is as easy as going and uh, giving them either a call or checking out their website, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Livia.com is where your weight loss journey starts. I'm going to tell you right now, it works. Let's do this here. I'm going to go see if my mouse works. I got to get a new mouse later today. We're going to go up here. We're going to go full screen. Okay, this is the first play of the game for the Vikings offensive. Oh, dude, we talked about this last night. Oh, I you thought start this the game set like a tone. This, dude, you just said it. When you come out the first play of the game and you just full fist somebody right in the face, it is the greatest feeling in the world. And it's Monday night. Oh, my gosh. Look at that reach by the tight ends. I'm in love. Oliver. I mean, this is – so, again, they didn't run the ball. <laughs> they, they only ran for like 75 or 80 it's yards okay. or something. And this Dude. is 19 of them in the first play. But when you come out, I thought just from a fan perspective, when you come out <clears throat> with a 19-yard run – right down their throats to start the game against a team that's beaten your ass in the trenches the last yep. few times you've played, right? Yep. And Brian O'Neill after the game said, hey, there's a few of us that were around for that playoff shellacking in 2020, and we remember that. And so to come out never like this forget. right away, I feel like it does send a message, Booney. Dude, we talked about this last night, too. We'll never forget, right? Things you'll never forget. When, when you're playing a team like this, you're like, dude, I got something waiting for you. And the first play of the game, I'm telling you, when I saw this, it set the tone for the day. It's the you're not going to come in here and just bully us around. Even more so, look at the two tight ends. Look at these two guys out here. Look what they do. Look how they capture this edge. This is a quad block. And I love this because TJ gets Oliver on, and then Oliver flips his hips and gets into the block. And at the same time, opens up this huge lane because Fred Warner's going to be running like a madman. Darisaw knows it. I got a little bit of a, we call this a double. He does a great job of getting his hand on Kinlaw and getting up, right? Like see his first step. He's going to take a step and throw his hand, which allows Dalton to get onto this block. See that right there? It's a great job, right? I'm, I'm holding a man for him, and at the same time, he does a great job of taking an angle because this is where a lot of guys lose it. They start to slow down after this, and Fred Warner, as we know, is sideline to sideline all day. Nothing will slow him down, so you have to get on your horse, and you got to run, and this is a great job by Darisaw. Fronting up, see how his shoulder pads are square? It mm. makes this so much easier for him because see how he pushes him right there and then gets right back on him? Look at that. It's like he's not even doing anything. And at the same time, what makes this block is the backside B. You see Ingram running up here with Armstead, who's like seven foot four and incredibly hard to block. Yeah, look at that. Ingram's, Ingram's full extension. <laughs> and uh, he's over here like, dude, you're not even close. Look how long he is. Eric Armstead is like six foot nine to a T, dude. He is, he's quick, but see how Ingram gets into him right there? 
and he starts to turn him and he's still square, watch, it allows him to turn up the field right there and continue that block because Eric Armstead is good at getting away from people. That's why he uses his length so much. But that's the block right there that when you start to turn up allows Alexander Madison to cut this up. And Hufunga is not even – he's just running for no reason. Hey, Boone, do, do you um, – is this scripted play one in part to um, declare your intention of punching back as well? Like, is this play – if it gets 19 yards or five yards, is this the type of play that you want to uh, script as your first play against a team like this to set the tone? Absolutely. I think it's a great job because it allows you to do all these double teams. Look at all these combo blocks. One, two, three – this is what makes this fun, right? So we allow, we make all these guys, we force them to play perfect football. And at the same time, we tell the offensive line, hey, we're here to set the tempo today. Go out and hit somebody in the face right now. And when you allow them to do that, like I used to hate starting a game with a pass because in my mind, it, it kind of meant we were being passive. Mm-hmm. And, in, and when you come out and you're like, hey, we're going toss 39 right at their face, you're like, oh. I want to see Fred Warner run now. Let's see you do it. Hey, uh, Josh Oliver, again, I think just having you on this show doing this for the last two or three years, if I, if I didn't have your, your voice just barking in my head, I would say, boy, Josh Oliver kind of got shoved backwards on this play, right? I feel like you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like Josh Oliver on this play does an amazing job. He, he gives a little ground in order to get leverage and seal off a big-time hole at the beginning of this play for Madison. Well, you have to because look where he is. See where Oliver, he's not even on Oliver in any way. He's he got to get around this side, correct. right? Correct. And in order to do that, we have to lose a little bit of ground. But what you speed up is your second step because you're losing ground, but that second step gains ground right there. And then once you get your hands on him, and the biggest part is TJ Hawkinson does a great job of kind of pushing him over. Now, in the oh, beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, he first, when he first hits him, he does a great job of reaching him right there and hitting that shoulder. See how it kind of turns him? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it allows Oliver to start driving into him. It's a great job. Yeah, quad blocks just... like that are not – you, Mackie, how many times do we see quad blocks like that? And the nice thing is, too, I'm sure they knew it was going to be like that. That's why we toss it. Had that been a handoff, you're right, that would have been deep, but it's a toss. So you're allowed to give a little bit because the ball's way back there. First play of the game. So this this one wound up getting called back. You guys, this was the – we've been calling for more creativity, right? A little mm-hmm. bit more, you know, a little razzle-dazzle. Let's bust something out here. So this got called back because of a penalty, but you can see the creative design. We'd love to get your thoughts on it. You got to lose the purple daily thing at the top because I got to see. Got you. There There we we go. go. See, yeah, there we go. Three by one. We're a little trip set. We're going little double pass. By the way, what was the call on this? Pass interference, right? Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. JJ downfield. The worst, the worst call I have ever seen. I don't know why you let that go, but, I mean, dude, he is so far downfield. Look at this. He's running. It's like a Charlie 2 technique. I, I don't really know what they th- if they think that guy's going to make the play from 20 yards away. I mean, I don't – it was a right. great design, though. So if he it, just waits to engage for, like, an extra two seconds. But the problem is if he waits to engage, then the guy's just screaming downfield trying to make a tackle. So it's like, at what point are you right and are you wrong? Like, the ball's thrown here. I mean, you're 20 yards downfield. I don't. I think it's because he caught the ball. Is it because he caught the ball in front of the line of scrimmage? It is was that, because. Is that why? I think that's why the first one doesn't count as a pass. It's oh, the second one. 
And so because he's engaged with this player while the ball's in the air. But still, that's why I would be more common sense. But like you said, the creativity of this play. I mean, we haven't seen stuff like this all year. And also, too, I love the fact that we have a million running backs back here. We got Cam Akers at times. We got Alexander Madison. We got Chandler in here. Like, we just, there, it's a million people that everyone's going, who is he? What's he here to do? Like, this right here, everyone's like, what is he doing? And Fred Warner's even like, God, you got to be kidding me. I ran all the way out here for nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. And then look, when you look back here, you see all purple jerseys. Oh, is that somebody knocking Nick Bosa down? Yeah, that's Brian O'Neill. Look at, look at Brian O'Neill here. You, you, son. Let's see it. Ready? Hey, hey Booney, jump. Don't think so. Booney, what? What's the rule? What's the rule on uh, ineligible men downfield on a play like that? No, you're good because they're actually go back, go back to the sideline because you can see it. Okay. The, uh, you get a you get a nice little grace period. Go back. So see how they're all in the first when he when he throws it. They all just kind of slowly start to graze out there like oh it's mm. a fake run see that they haven't crossed the line anywhere okay but they're still within two, yeah. they're still within they're just hanging yep interesting and now they take off okay that's yeah, you get, why what do you get you get like two two and a half you know it's that is really it's like traveling hard to in the do, NBA. though go back. that's really well designed go though, back man. go back Whoa. Because it's hard to do because eventually you look like a little Motley crew out here. What are, what are five offensive linemen doing grazing out? You know what I'm saying? Like, watch <laughs> right. it. Slowly watch it. It's like, at first it makes sense. It's a, it's a fake RPO. Good. But see them now? They're all just kind of like chilling. And now they're like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going out here even more. Like, that's not normal. That's not right. normal. At some point, someone on the Niners should have been like, this is not normal. There's a pyramid of men <laughs> running at us. Like, this is so – I wish he would have scored. And you know what? To the ref that threw the flag, I hope you get a flat tire. That's horrible. <laughs> that was such a beautiful play. It does seem like a little bit of a – I mean, I, I don't know. Very excessive. But once again, sold by this little dangle of the ball to Chandler right there. See, because it's a zone. Oh, it's a fake zone. I get it. No, it's not. It's really a double pass. You guys are just stupid. Well, fake zone, double pass. A lot of, this, is just, just, this is great, man. You can't run this on every drive, obviously. But just you know, a little more seasoning here. Dude, I'm telling you, that is a beautiful play. And speaking of, let's go to this next one here. All right, Vikings. Uh, this is actually on the same drive. Cam Akers in the game now. Oh, stop it. Pause. Let's this watch right the play here. first, and then we'll, and we'll come Do back. we have to? Because I already know the play. Yeah. Now yeah. the audience wants to know the play. No, they don't. Listen, it's a simple little Maui coming <laughs> from over here. It's a little moss, right? But here's what I love. We're getting creative again. Number one. That sea of purple jerseys down there. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. So we have one play called Kirk doesn't like it. He sees pressure from 31. Something has let him know. They're coming from over here. The play was probably called something like, hey, we'll go two jet, X can, double whip, alert. Football. Two jet, H screen right. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you tell him, hey, verse cover two, we run the first one. Any pressure. Four backside, we want to run this screen. Because they probably watched a lot of film, and they said they like to bring four backside. So they go, okay, this is KOC again working, and this is Kirk adapting. So you're saying four backside, you're looking at you're looking these at These four guys, guys right coming, because we can't block all these guys, so we're going to be hot off someone. So instead, let's run a screen at it. Why? Because they'll never know. It looks like a normal protection. We sit here, right, running back's got Dre, but he just, the way that Cam Akers slips out of this. Nice. Is so beautiful. And these two guys running downfield, Ed Ingram and uh, Bradbury, phenomenal job. Keep, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Now watch. Get 
Get keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. Ed. Everybody, keep Ed. going. Just you never stop on a screen. Why? Because you don't know where the ball is. You don't know what's going on. Guys are coming from all over the field. They thought it was a pass. Now it's a pass backside to the running back. It's just run until you hear a whistle. So, so what, Ingram, what's the Ingram, Ingram let up a little bit there. Go ahead, Judd. What's the difference between this one that worked so well and a ton of the screens that we've seen under O'Connell in the last two years, Booney, that have not worked at all? Number one, you, you ran it into the perfect blitz. Two, you ran it into the right running back. This guy is phenom. That At the Rams, this is their big thing. We're running screens. And it is so hard to be a good screen team. It is so hard. Because you have to kind of almost sell that you've gotten beaten. And then all of a sudden, it has to be believable. Like, Bradbury, Ingram, Akers, and Brian O'Neill all have to sell this. See, see how they all bite on this? Normally, Armstead is like, you know what? I'm not beating two guys that quick. I'm going to slip back this way. But instead, he's like, oh, I got this in the bag. So all of a sudden, this is how you slow down these greedy rush teams. Hey, you guys just want to be blind dogs in a meat house? Fine. Go for it. Go get the ball. Oh, ball's gone. Sorry. You're Dude, stupid. And, and Armstead's, Armstead's pulling a twist here, too. So it's like... It's you're running it into the perfect blitz, and am I right here? And Armstead is twisting away from no. The action, what happens right? is because of the pressure, you need him to go left, and you still need to keep contained with Bosa. So you're basically sending him across Bradbury's face. The problem is they sell this so well they don't go anywhere from right here. Normally, you tell him take one set and let this guy do something stupid or silly to make himself look cool like that, and then you're gone just like that. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Also, I would say credit to Kirk. This is, you know, this is perfectly designed, but that pressure gets right up on him very quickly, and it could have easily been a batted pass or, you know, and he does his job and gets the ball out. Cam Akers does a great job. He does a great job of stepping yeah. up and then bouncing out super quick. Like, makes it look like he's almost like, oh, I've muffed this block. I've messed up. Oh, my gosh. No, I haven't. So it is when Akers does not uh, block here, does the defense know that they're in trouble instantaneously, Alex, or is that a play where, where they still think that they have a good chance at Kirk? You know, I would like to say that these guys are smart, but they're not. The de- so. defend- defensive players? Yeah. They are literally <laughs> like, can you believe I just beat that guy that fast? And we're all like, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> Blind dogs you. in a meat house. And once hmm. you just, and that's why you're almost like antagonizing them to be like, yeah, come on, rush, rush. Like at times yeah. in a screen game, you'd be like, you would try and talk as much smack to somebody, try and get them to fly off the ball because then your job just became so much easier. I have but less this, to sell. But this is the, the importance, though, of the screen game itself and, and why you know the disappointment of it not working so frequently in the last two years, right, has been a big deal because this is when it works, yes, it's a short completion, but it can get you 25 yards easy if you do it right. Absolutely, and now you just forced a whole set of defenses to watch that and go, now we have to be alert for this. Yeah. It's, it just adds another level because some teams run screens and you're like, that is the worst screen I've ever seen. And 
the tight end screen has lost its fat. Everyone's doing it now. So now it's all of a sudden coming back to, hey, how do we get these running backs more involved? These guys are quick. They're fast. They're elusive. We have to get them the ball too. And this is the perfect way. I used to love doing it against a blitz because that's when they're the most keyed in and less likely to figure out what's going on. They're just, hey, I'm running through this gap and I'm going to hit the quarterback. And as soon as they see a free lane, they start to get really excited. And you're like, yeah, yeah go get it. Go get him, buddy. Go get him. And then you just take off behind him. Let's watch some uh, some more traditional pass plays here and see what we got from this game. Because the Vikings threw for like 380 yards in this game. Look at that. Thread the needle. You thread that needle. Okay, this is this is where you want to keep an eye on, I'm guessing, Christian Derrissaw here on the left side. This the line of block is phenomenal. We would not be talking about the trenches if we didn't talk about this guy. And what he does here, and we talked about it before, being able to go one-on-one, in, the, in a game at any moment makes a tackle so elite because at times somebody might be having a bad day on the right side and we got to slide there the whole game. Sorry, bud. Like when you can have a guy like Christian Derrissaw on your left, protecting this edge, watch this position. Pause. Go back, go back, go back and take here. I'm going to go quarter speed here. So oh yeah. See this. Watch this. It's, it's a great set. Gets off the ball, gets out there. looks just like Trent Williams. When he gets his hands in right here, watch, he's going to drop and, we talked about this last night. Their helmets are at the same level. Watch how much lower he's about to drop and still regain his balance. Look at that young man. <laughs> that is incredible athleticism. I cannot begin to describe that feeling when someone's bull rushing you and you don't even have your feet on the ground, and yet you still don't give up a sack. I did, think Ingram, the, did Ingram get away with a hold on this play, though? No. Right? No, if anything, he got a little little turned open. But for the most part, it's a twist, and Brian's there to save him. But it's it's protection like this that allows guys to run these routes. And all of a sudden, Dre Greenlaw is stuck blocking or covering Jordan Addison across the middle, turned around backwards. Good luck, dude. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. On Monday night, by the way, everyone's watching. So on Derisov, for as... Mammoth of man as he is, Booney. Take me through the footwork, though, too, because the the best guys, uh, and they they can be big, but the footwork to me is a thing that I think is a separator in the greatness of the big men sometimes. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I love about this is Christian kind of challenges him here. I, I would call this more of a, we would call this an angle set. It's not a jump set, and it's not really a soft set. It's just an angle set. You're basically jumping out there and saying, I'm challenging you right here to make a move on me, and at the same time, I know you're not better than me. So, yeah, he kind of goes out there by himself. Mm-hmm. He's almost putting himself on an island. Like most tackles you'll see, they'll go straight back, and it's the most conservative way because it allows you to gain time and figure out what they're doing, whereas Christian's such a good player that he's just like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to come out here and put my hands on you. I'm going <laughs> to drop my ass six inches, and you're not going to move another Look at inch. This. In both feet. I love it. And you know what I love is – I love how as soon as he regains it right there, the play's over. Yep. That is hard to do right there. That step and the, keeping that arm on him, that is so incredible. And that's a dime by Kirk Cousins just to Jordan Addison. Drake Greenlaw just randomly throwing his hand in the air. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Look, look, safety's turning around. Where were you? Oh, no. We see it all too much. I know. This is the big 60-yard touchdown pass. That the, I mean – this is, is the difference between, hey, the Vikings came out swinging and for the Niners, man, we can get into the half only down by three versus what actually happened here. 
we'll give you two angles on this play, and, and then we'll this is this is who the Niners are. We're just going to pressure you, and we're going to expect you to make big plays. And this is a great play by Jordan Addison to take this ball. I mean, Tredarius Ward's like, dude, I'm not even going to try anymore. <laughs> that was so incredible because in that moment, I want you to just think about it. In that moment, you're running as fast as you can as fast as you can on Monday night football and somebody has taken the ball from you and now you're going to take it back. Like to have that thought in that moment is so incredible in my mind for such a young player. But here's what I love. We got eight up. We are showing that everyone's coming at the same time. This is what they wanted to do, right? They want to be like, Hey, we're going to show all this pressure. You have to come out and make the play. You have to come out and do something. We're, we're challenging you on this play. And I love the fact that they came with this huge post route, like strike. Like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we do have eight. We have eight guys right up on the line here. I'll give you the end zone cam again to run this. I think Fred drops out, but at the same time, everybody else is manned up over here. And this is, pause, right here. This is what I love. When you have eight up, you see Ed Ingram and Brian uh, Bradbury. Mm -hmm. See how they have one hand on two guys? He's Mm -hmm. got one hand on... Is that not Bosa? It's the other. Uh, he's yeah, Armstead. whoever that is, and then he's got Eric Armstead there. Bradbury's got an arm on Armstead and an arm on Gray Greenlaw. This is one of the things that when you come up with this front, somebody in the middle has to get big. It's it's a no brainer every single time because they have more than we can block, and we still if we can just hold off for one second longer. See how Ingram right there is about to block two. Bradbury's yeah. trying to get big. Dalton Reisner, see how he's holding his arms out. We were all taught the same thing. And at the same time, this guy right here, 87. No, no, you. Welcome this to the O-line room. Welcome. Well, you can come hang that's out a nice, That's a hell of a play there. Yeah, that's a hell Watch of a this. play by him. Watch him. Though. Jay brought up a great point line. last night. We talked about it on the O-line committee. They yeah. tell these tight ends, you have to die a slow death. You cannot just get pushed back as fast as humanly possible. Look at him. He's fighting off. Yeah, he's trying though. Look. The number one probably pass rusher in the NFL. That yeah, dude right there is the yeah. highest paid pass rusher. And He's you're trying. blocking him with the tight end. And they're literally just yeah. like, hey, man, you literally just as slow as possible. Just let him engulf you, eat every part of you. But you have to just do it as long as it takes. Because if number eight can throw this strike, it is so worth it, guys. And it is. Look, it's just enough time. Yeah. Look hey, Phil, that. go, why go back This is the effort that has been missing for six weeks. Everybody has to play at this level to win a game in the NFL, and that's and what's it's so little hard. things. It's little things like but that. they yeah, add you up. See? One I, guy on the messes right, up, the whole thing's messed up. On our right side, Booney, explain to me what the delay by twenty nine is about. So, well, he he knows he's just whole. He technically we de- we've declared him a rusher because we're going an R here, and yep. so he knows that we have to we have to watch him no matter what. So basically, by him not rushing, it can mm-hmm. almost create a better rush for someone else. Because see how Brian has to respect him out there? And it kind of opens up this lane between him and Ed Ingram. Okay. And so then all of a sudden, Randy Gregory can get in there. See that? See how he did mm-hmm. that? But yep. Brian's smart enough to know, hey, listen, Hufunga's too far away. He's not doing anything. I'm going to get in here and close this quickly. Brian does the right thing. I have to respect this. In case 29 takes off around the edge, I have to get out there. But at the same time, he's just holding it so that he can create a bigger lane for Randy Gregory to get in on Ingram. Okay, thanks. And then he just puts uh, – it, it's funny because he, he's watching both those guys, right? And then he just kind of takes five and puts him into the muck, right? He just kind of – Which they tell you to do. Bottle it all up. If there's a problem, just chaos. Create a pile. 
And mm. those those suck, dude. I'm not gonna lie. They're worth it, and when you score, but if you don't score, they suck. I got one more pass play for you guys here. A little, play, a little play action here. I love Dark. this. It's Christian such... Derrissaw doing Christian Derrissaw things on this too. Same thing, right? We're gonna put pressure on you. We expect you to come out and try and make a big play. This is this is it right here. This is great. We're in a jam front. We got everybody that we want. Nick Bosa's eating turf. I love it. Huge play. These plays cannot happen enough. And I love this. Once again, the Niners, we're going to play us. We're going we're gonna to come out here and we're going to force you to either block all five of these guys on an island or you're going to have to stop them in the run game. But what do we do? We just dangle this ball. 54 has Madison man-to-man, so he's stepping up. Dre Greenlaw has Oliver man-to-man. So as soon as he sees him block, see how he's looking right at him? He's like, oh, it's not a pass play. Okay, I'm going to take off. Same same Niner mindset. Let's put them under pressure. Now go back. Because I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't give this guy some love. <laughs> Christian Darisaw, come on down. Come on down. Angry blocks of the week. Probably just so sick of hearing about Nick Bosa the entire week. What he does here is... Once again, phenomenal. We need the left tackle to sell this. We need someone to just jump up a little bit. See how right there he kind of goes after him? It kind of feels like run to the linebacker, so they start to really bite. That's why Fred's like, oh, yeah, I'm in here. I got this. But at the same time, he oversets a little bit. Once again, you're talking about probably the second most athletic tackle in the NFL right now. Barry, the number one. Oh, put his... Out of position, you said, right? Because he kind of he he kind of gave him the inside, which is fine because here, right? there's a lot of guys that can get away with this. He well, there's not a lot of guys, but he's one wow. of the guys that can get away with it. I mean, look he at that shoves him Puts down him on the ground. I'm telling you, you have to thing to run man. plays like this more often. If you have players up front that can do things like this against elite pass rushers and still just stiff board them in the ground. And you're All throwing there. the ball for 25 yards down the field. And Hufunga's like, maybe this is the wrong game plan, y'all. Wrong game plan. And that's a play. And that that's a play where where the ordinary left tackle has to hold, right? Because he's sort of beat, and it's like, oh my god. And then he grabs Bosa and brings the whole play back. I guess Nick Bosa. That's 99 percent of the time getting called for holding. But yeah, Darisol literally just throws him into the ground. That's what I'm saying. When you're athletic yeah. and you're strong wow. and you have confidence. You can be the most dangerous left tackle in the game. Mm. Good God. Strikes. Boy, that was. Football! Football, yeah! yeah. I need a cigarette. Football! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so Whoa. oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I feel good. Oh, I feel real good. Wow. That was, uh, that was quite the up. extravaganza right there. Um, uh, before we collect ourselves here and fire someone's ass, hey, over at scorenorth.com, there's two things scorenorth.com slash shop where you can go to the merchandise wing and get your Victory Monday hoodies. You can get your I Will Ride With This Group swag. You can also click on collectibles, and you can find things like this. Harrison Smith signed a custom jersey, courtesy of our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. Great gift items for family, kids, parents, whatever it is. Deck out your man cave, your basement. Go to scornorth.com slash shop and click on merchandise. Use the code SCORE, S-K-O-R, at checkout for 10% off everything site-wide and uh, be thinking ahead for the holiday season out there. Football. Well, Christian Derrissaw is a madman. I think that's one thing we learned through that film study. Just a badass. Love him. Love him at left tackle. Just going to continue to be a 
better player week in and week. Like, he just keeps showing up tape. There's more highlights of him from that game, of mm-hmm. him just two-handing Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa just hits the ground. It's like you have to be able to go out and fire the ball with guys like this on your offensive line. If they can go on and take on the most elite pass rush and hold them off, you have to be able to throw strikes down the field. Booney, when Kirk, so I've, I've heard him before. He obviously says can, can, can a lot, but I also noticed a new one. At least I haven't heard him say this one throughout the course. We sent it on, on Monday against the 49ers a lot. He's saying we're hard, giggity. We're hard a lot. What, is that, what does that one mean? What would that mean we're, we're hard? We're hard. We're good to go. So whatever was called, whatever look that they thought they were getting is, <sighs> yeah. is a so green like, light. You, you right? come out and you have two plays, and it's either a one-high, two-high kill, or it's a man-zone kill, or it's a non-pressure-pressure pressure kill, or a front look, and you get up there. A lot of times they'll say – Sometimes they just randomly will say, like, hey, we're good, we're good, or we're hard. Or because a lot of times they can it or they'll kill it. You know, they used to have a million signals for it. And then they have to have one that rolls it back in case they got totally duped where they'll be like, hey, roll it back, roll it back. So hard mm. hard should mean keep it going. So he could can, can, can. Oh, wait, actually, they're showing something different. Hard, hard, back. hard, meaning go back to the to Or you could play. alert it to something completely different. If you're on, like, a wild team. We'll pull up some notes. We should, you know what? Actually, can we real quick? I should pull this up. the oh. uh, The failed tush push, just for fun. Oh the Viking, the Vikings ran a failed tush push in this game, and then we'll fire someone's ass. It was. Just give me a second. Hang on. Yes, I want to hear you break this down. Oh, I got this. You want to break down the tush push? I want you to. Yes, because it's. I. I love it. The Eagles make it look easy, but I think it's because they have the right people to do it, and I think the assumption that everyone can just do the tush push is a really mistaken assumption, but I, I want to hear your breakdown of it. So, okay, here we go. The one thing is, and it's going to be hard because we didn't, we haven't seen Phillies, but Philly has a system where they interlock each other's legs, and when they go, they all know that we're driving off the ball. Like, in their minds, they've made it up. We're going to drive this player off the ball. Actually, Dex, pull this off, and I'll grab the Philly one first, and then we can... We can uh... Because this is this will be a good tutorial here for the audience. Oh, you want to go? Oh, you want to break down the whole damn thing? All no, right. we'll we'll show you just to, to to for the visual for the audience here on the YouTube channel. Let's show the Philly thing that you're talking about in the Kelly Green, and then we'll. Oh uh, God! Oh, the Kelly oh my Green. God! Am I in love? I loved it. The helmets, I loved. Oh. Loved. Loved. That was my youth. Okay, we're good, Dex. We'll show uh, we'll show end zone view Red here ball. first. This is, this right, is here we go. So Philly did like three or four successful tush pushes against the Dolphins. All right, just pause it right here. Notice how right away, this is the first thing that Jeremiah and I always notice. Their legs. They're interlocked like where they're on field goal. See how Lane Johnson's leg is wrapped over the guards. The guard is wrapped over Kelsey's. Now remember, you have to be careful with the center because he has to put a ball between his legs so you don't really want to touch him. But that's as close as you can get. And look at Landon Dickerson right here. And Jay talked about it on our show last night. He's in a sprinter stance. See how his inside leg is back? First thing that they're going to tell him is you drive that leg to win, dude. Like, you're literally, you are a bull moving another bull out of there. And they do such a great job, Philly does. As soon as he takes the snap, he starts rolling into it. He doesn't ever break. He never waits. It's As soon as he says hut, see how he's already leaning forward? He's already into it. The ball's still being snapped, and he's already into it. And at the same time, see how the guys behind him are being patient? Because they know. These guys over the top don't matter. They have no force. They have no leverage. They're on. They're in the air. They've lost. They've lost. They've left the ground. Worst mistake you can make. 
because all of a sudden everybody that has their feet on the ground are just going to go underneath you and continue pushing you out. Now, I'm not saying that their offensive line isn't incredible because they are. Like These dudes are huge. They're massive. They move really well. But the fact that they can root hog and look how low they are. See how low they are? They're lower than Miami in their stance. Like They're meeting them all the way down there. We're just going to move everybody out of here. And then we get a little bit of a push from behind once we figure out which way we're going. It's a great job. They, they've Lane Johnson somehow ends up all the way over where the left guard was. Just phenomenal, right? Okay, so this is – we have a tush-push reel here, so we'll go to the Vikings part of the tush-push yeah, reel. Yeah, from yesterday. She That's right. Great. We have a tush-push reel here. Football. Purple Daily today. Very exciting. I mean, I don't know what the Niners were thinking, but listen, I, I, I genuinely like the fact that they lined up in the same manner. Like, they're trying to do the same thing, two guys behind. You clearly But know they're at the two-yard line, dude. Like, it, this is too far away to do this no, it's play. Not. Dude, Philly would easily score for this. Are you well, of me? course, Philly would easily score. But then this anybody is our... else should be able to because let's go from behind. Let's see the back end. Does let's any... do it from the six-yard line, Booney. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's not for get the twenty. Crazy. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> but the two, I, I'm, I'm. You know what? I welcome the two. So show me okay. from the back end here. All right, we'll go back end. Fred Warner just jumps over the top of everyone here and blows this whole thing. <laughs> up. All right. So see how right away we're not really interlocked, which kind of sucks. Because we yep. allow these little gaps in here. And you're yep. like, Booney, those gaps are so tiny. Well, I'm telling you that a grown man that gets paid $20 million is told that tiny gap better become a big gap real quick. They're like, got it, coach. But if you shut down the gap to start, it makes this so much easier. But at the same time, go back. This is more on Kirk than anything because he kind of pauses. And you can see Bradbury makes it all the way through the end zone. And if Kirk would have just caught this and rolled with it, like – it's a real rhythm to say set hut and just kind of step forward and go with it. But see how he kind of right here, one more half tick. See how he kind of pauses? Yeah. And it's kind of like, dude, if you're going to ride the wave, you got to ride it right now because otherwise someone's going to get you. Someone's going to grab you. Someone's going to pull on your leg. Like you just got to go. It's an urgency to get there. See how he kind of pauses yeah. right there? Yep. yep. And it allows Fred You're to right. kind of get over the top. Fred shouldn't be a factor. Oh, we yeah. just saw three guys jumping. None of them were factors. But see how he pauses? And it's like, dude, Bradbury's moving. You got to be right there. That tiny gap. See how he mm. kind of falls right down? It's always Kirk's fault. It's always got to be Kirk's fault. It's a bunch of Kirk great. haters around here. Right, hey, well, I, listen, I can't blame Bradbury because he's laying in the end zone. I can't blame Ingram or Reisner. Look, there's right. Bradbury right there. See him? Here, we'll go back. We'll run this. It's like he's escaping from a... He, he's almost trying to quicksand. pry a wedge through them, right? Like I just said, if you can create a wedge and a gap, you can split it. Look, if he follows him through, that's a touchdown right there. So, yeah, I guess I am going to blame this on Kirk. I can't blame it on the O-line. All right. I got a question off this. Really, really geeky question. But if you're a coach, and this is becoming more you know, clearly popular, Alex... Is there a is there a way here to run the play as if it's going to be a tush push with a different intention of where the ball ends up? Like, like, can, like Mackie, he fake, beat me to it. Fake Like, but like, look at the look at how condensed the defense is. Like, they know it's coming, and what if what and what if what they know becomes not the play? Judd, we're like the same person because I said the exact same thing yesterday. Number one, this doesn't really look like a tush push. This is just a shitty job of trying to get a first down by the, <laughs> yeah, Niners. the Niners. Like, I'm yep. not even kidding you. I don't know yep. what the hell you're running out here. And for a professional team, you should be embarrassed because everyone's making this look easy. Yep. Look at the gaps between them. 
It's even worse. See, yeah, you've not, allowed nothing. You've just because you've push. let these gaps get split. But we were talking on our show last night, and I said I can't wait for someone to run a fake out of this. Go back to. Can you pull up? Uh, pull up the one versus the Niners or uh, versus the Vikings. Because it looked right like here? the defense was more condensed. This one see right how here. this defense is not condensed because they're not in a really tush push phase. They're in like, no the Vikings we're, one where where oh it's, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Goal, you, want, you want this one because you can see how condensed yeah. everybody is. See how yeah, everybody's in here like this. Yep. I can't wait for like the snap and the quarterback to just hand it to like number two and he's just around the edge right now. It's gonna right. happen. It'll probably happen this week. It might happen next week. But eventually, you're right. People start to see this. And it's not so much their fault. It's just kind of how we're taught. And this is the one thing you learn in football is like, we see this so much that you're almost ingrained to know this play. So the minute you see them line up, you're like, it's got to be the tush push that eventually someone's going to be smart enough to be like, hey, we're going to run a reverse out of it. <laughs> right. I mean, couldn't you like, couldn't yes. you just set Alex Madison? Or I think I would rather have maybe a Ty Chandler on the field for this. You know, you're a four three forty guy. Couldn't right before the ball is snapped. And I know there's two dudes on the edges here that their job is to make sure that nothing leaks out, right? Yeah. But couldn't you run, let's say this, instead of Madison, let's say this is Ty Chandler. This is now fantasy play calling. Couldn't you just snap the ball and he is sprinting straight out, just beat this dude off the edge and it's a pass play? How about like, if we just, because remember, the the let's just assume everybody from Bosa all the way over to 94 are going to bear crawl their way in here. So you don't even really have to block them. What if you just put Ham on Hufunga out here and gave the ball to Alexander Madison out the left? Fred yeah. Warner's already jumped over the top of the pile. Yeah, these dudes are already these dudes are they're, committed. All right, the way they're over committed here, right? in there, no matter what. That's why you don't. The only thing that really worries me would be Hufunga. But if you go back to some of these tush pushes, there are literally eleven guys between the tackles yeah. because they yeah. are literally conditioned to know this guy can't stop this. Like we have to stop them at some point. They're just making an embarrassment out of all of us. Hey boys, how about this? If you go back to uh, if you're going to run a tush push on fourth and one at let's say the fifty. Okay, ball goes to the back. If you go back and look at that play, KJ Osborne is set up to the left. You just yeah. can't see, see him. Ball goes to the back. Back throws to the receiver. Football. And if you're at the fifty, who's going to stop it? You just got to be crazy enough to call it. Nobody. No one. Well, what do you it call it? Fake tush double throw. On Fake two. On two. Double throw. On two. On two. See, sometimes in, in they make some really funny play calls because they know it's a hard life. So, like, every now and then you'll have, like, double cheeks, and you're like, what? Like, oh, coach just wanted to be a dumbass. Well, we can also be, it's going to be double cheeks what now? Double cheeks. Double cheeks, uh, double, cheeks double pass? Double cheeks, double pass, and then uh, alert flea flicker. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, can, I'm just saying. Flea flicker. Booney's right. Like, teams are now like, okay, this is what's coming. We have to stop this. And just when they, and just when they say that, guys like Andy Reid say, mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. That's not what's coming at all. Enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Packers got something coming to him. Dude, Andy Reid would be the kind of guy to – he's crazy enough, and I could see him doing this, like being in a gun set, having two running backs in the backfield, having Kelsey go in motion and take the snap, and then having the two running backs come up and push him. Like he's – someone's going to eventually come up with something, dude. It's, it's getting so fun to watch this, and KOC's last game was super fun. And cool. that's what being a fan is all about. Like enjoying the actual game, being like, dude, this is creative. We're not just running a power or a counter or a two jet <laughs> slam. Like we're doing bonker shit. And it makes it really fun to be a fan. Hey Dex, before we say goodbye here, get him. Let's get fire him. someone's ass. Who is Declan firing this week in the football universe? 
no matter what happens uh, between the Vikings and Packers on Sunday, no matter the result, I can still fire this person's ass, no problem. Um, so why don't you uh, step into my office here and take a little pink slip and a no-severance package on your way out. Brian Gudenkins, come on down. Your ass is fired, dude. This is over. Wow. It's bad. Goody. Ma- Matt LaFleur is fine. Firing Goody. LaFleur is fine. favorite in Green Bay. They're going to love you right now in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and people do think I'm a closet Packer fan, so I think maybe this, I don't know how this right. helps or hurts that argument. But, Goody, it's over, pal. You rode the coattails of an amazing Hall of Fame quarterback. You trusted yourself by sitting and drafting a first-round pick quarterback who clearly can't play. You've missed also other draft picks. You refuse to take a receiver in the first round when your division rival in the Vikings just craps out all these great wide receivers. Dude, it's over, Goody. Wow. It's absolutely over. Goody. You're fired. It's a wrap. It's a good call. Go, Pat, go! I can honestly say I don't think anybody would be upset. No. It's about time. The Easy Packer, Packers ownership have to vote on that? Do you so, do, do, like get 300,000 Wisconsinites who guys, paid for a certificate? I need everyone to take a seat. Okay? Everybody. All of you. Here, that's just a whole other level of – here's my question. Does, if he does get fired. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers won? Probably, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just... You, you know what? No, it doesn't. You know oh. who's got to go? Mark Murphy. Oh, dude, you ain't ever getting he, him. So you are never He thinks he's the GM. Well, he's, he's the, the guy... technically the owner. That Yes, he yes. But he reports to the board, and the board eventually gets pissed off and will terminate people. Who's, who's on, on the, the board? board? That's what I want to know. Who the, runs Mark Murphy? So the so the board so the board is is the people that actually own the Packers because they have voting stock. So like Bud Selig for years was on the board. So Pete there are there are people that own we're not talking about like Bob in uh, right. and, and there's on an Alaska there's an actual the board okay. of directors who have voting shares. That's what you need. You need okay. to have voting shares. Get him on the phone for me. I'll get him. I'll, I'll get him over. Mark But Mark gone. Murphy, a former Northwestern uh player and I think he played pro ball, thinks that he knows football and that's the dangerous thing. He's making I mean, some like, calls. The Packers have been one of the best franchises in the NFL for you know thirty years, so they are We're, doing some things right. No, they definitely yeah. are, but I think yeah. it's a lot of like when Aaron was like, "Hey, I just really want to get a couple things," and they were like, "No." I yeah. think eventually that becomes people going, "Dude, for years you've just been so much of a pain in the ass to these guys when they're the ones out there doing all the work." If he wants another receiver, get him another damn receiver. Who Seriously? cares? Just get it for him. He's yep. winning football games. You know what? Fire all of them. Get Fire rid of them. all of them. Fire their Jordan asses. Love, you're gone. Runyon, you stay. I like you. Bakhtiari, <laughs> you stay. I like you. Bakhtiari's Joe, as retired you as you are, dude. No. <laughs> Bakhtiari and you have a similar amount of games played in the last hey, five years. He went out this year. He'll be back. Don't say that about David. I love Bakhtiari. He's one of the, he's the top three in my book. He's had, he's great he's pounded he's more beers on the Jumbotron at Bucks games than played. he's played games the last three drink years. Drink it for me, too. That's why. He's, that's a good friend. <laughs> he's Sorry. Pick up, the, pick up the slack. Yeah, sorry, guys. So, uh, well, there we go. We <laughs> fired everyone with the Packers there. So. I love it. Get rid That's of Alex Boone. You're you can awesome. find him and Jeremiah Searles on the O-Line Committee podcast, Apple, Spotify, film breakdowns on the YouTube channel, and then Trenches with Boone here on Purple Daily every single week. Let's Dude. do this again. Seriously. Let's, Should we let's, do it again next week? Let's win another game. Dude, okay. Let's go great. out and play hard. Hard, hard, giggity. Yeah. And let's go out and come back and do this again. Let's just continue having fun, okay? Let's go.
Let's go. Football. And then we'll do it together. When are we going to meet up? When are the four of us going to round table this? Huh? Chicken if, wings? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think next chicken week. Wings. Next week. Let's do it. You guys want to meet up for some wings? and uh, As long as you're not some, coaching. Some booty like you're coaching. No, we won. We won the championship. We Phil came. It was incredible. Right, but how about hockey? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. My back doesn't do the, the hockey skates anymore, man. I was on the ice this morning. I think I blew my back out again. It is. Oh, I didn't know you were a... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You're not I, coaching hockey. You're just you're just. Uh, I have four of them parents. in it. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just. Okay, I thought you were coaching. No, nice. I can't do that anymore. Plus, okay, sorry to hear that. This association, they're not ready for me. They that was insin- insincere, Judd, right there. Just I'm sorry to hear that. No, you guys blew his back out again. <laughs> no, you've far, seen me. You've no, seen me coach for before. I'm intense, but I I demand. A you know lot. what? I'm going to be honest. You're less intense than I thought you were going to be. You were much more so subdued and cerebral on the sidelines than I. Although when I I got to this to the 12 year old football championship. Dude, Mike Grant was there watching this game on yeah. a golf cart, scouting like the twelve year old. Scouting, right? yeah, scouting. it's amazing. So I sh- I show up and uh, and I, there's so there's two teams playing in like the consolation game, and then there's the opponent that Boone's team's going to play, but I don't see Boone's team anywhere, and I'm like, mm-hmm. did I show up to the right place? Where am I? Mm-hmm. And so I, I start walking over there. And there's like an indoor shed, and from the outside of this indoor shed, I just bubble. hear like, hoo, 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 like, and these kids come running out. <laughs> Like, like the Wolf of Wall Street, just like, we had a moment in there that they will never, the coaches looked at me and we're like, yo, that was incredible. I was like, we're ready to kill. And we ended up winning 41 to nothing. And you know what? Everybody, Mike Grant was looking like, these guys are incredible. Yeah. Judd's uh, figured out why Booney's football team was so dominant. With those, uh, this is for you, those scouts on the sidelines. You, you called team. your friend Jim up. Listen. You had a 12 year old going to other 12 year old games. Listen, I thought a lot about that, about what's been going on. I'm a little disappointed, and I feel like it puts all of us in a bad position. Because, like, when your friend makes a mistake, you want to back your friend, right? Like, you want to be tough. like, hey, that's my friend. He made a mistake. But when you've gone this out of line that you've been going to every game, I mean every game. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm the guy that's like, I don't care if you're doing it because I know everyone does it. Don't stop. Right. I was there at every level. I know we're cheating. But when you're that blatant and that stupid about it (laughs) and that ridiculous about it, I'm sorry, dude. You put your friends in a really bad position and it makes me really upset because I'm like, I don't know what to say. When I'm the, a little disappointed. I'm it was a little, a little fishy that the guy and was Was I surprised dressed. at Michigan for cheating? No, no. An Ohio yeah. State boy would always know the cheaters up north. We don't <laughs> breathe that dirty air. By the way, I cannot wait to watch them get shellacked by my Buckeyes this year. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be. Dude, it's gonna. It's a little suspicious oh, when uh, the the scout in question was like literally wearing a Michigan hat, a, a forty five yeah. yard line. You saw the sideline, right? They're all waiting for the play to be called, and then as soon as it does, they're all like, "Hey, hey, it's yeah. up, it's." Play it cool. Really? Play it really? Cool. It could have just been one guy like, hey, we're good. We're doing it. Right? <laughs> Bang on a trash can for all we care. Good God, guys. Do not be that flagrant about it. Wearing Michigan It's a double reverse. And- it's a double reverse. What? We haven't even lined up yet. We don't <laughs> even know the play. How do you know the play? Oh, we're listening. We're listening. <laughs> oh, man. That's Alex Boone, the rhino. You can find him every week here, breaking stuff down. And uh, Purple Daily is presented by Quick Trip. We'll see you guys for an offensive breakdown, state of the offense tomorrow here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mm